The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome, boys and girls, to the Thursday episode of Brutal Nation. I am your host, the illustrious Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one, the only, pretty sure she has rabies, Tammy the Sasquatch Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hi, everybody. I will bite you. We will find out. I'm looking for that metal tag. You're supposed to have a tag. I'm just saying that certifies that you had your rabies vax. That's only if I'm a dog. But you're a good girl. Oh, that reminds me, I still need to smack your son. I know. <laughs> so, so today's my turn. Hi, everybody, by the way. And today I have Delphine Lalaurie. Delphine. Delphine. It's Delphine. Delphine. It's pronounced Delphine. 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 It's Delphine. Delphine. Do whatever you think. Yeah. She was born Marie Delphine Lalaurie. And here's my opening thoughts because I know you guys are all interested. Yeah, that's what they're interested in. This is one of those serial killers that has left me with many questions, as well as left me wondering what is the truth and what's not. Yeah. I read I read some books that were written about Madame LaLaurie that were written by people 100 years after the events had taken place in Nolens. Some of these authors made made it sound like they had firsthand knowledge of the events. Nonetheless, if even a fraction of what we know about her is true, then she was truly terrifying. Truly. There have been several movies based on uh, on her on the horrors that were found in Madame Lalaurie's home. And she was featured in Coven of American Horror Story. Right. And I fucking love American Horror Story. You do. Because when I told you, you're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. She was this Kathy Bates character. You're like, oh, yeah. she was. <laughs> Before we get into Madam, the, the Madam, uh, I think that's important to explain the political climate at the time. Yes. Nolens was under French rule at the time. In 1685, Louis XIV created a law called the Code Noir, or the Black Code. Right. A short version of this law reads like this. Slavery in the French colonies. Le Code Noir, the Black Code of... 1685. It prohibited masters from making their slaves work on Sundays and religious holidays. It required that slaves be clothed and fed and taken care of when sick. It prohibited slaves from owning property and stated that they had no legal capacity. Okay. It's important to understand that under French law, while owning slaves was legal, while it was legal, treating them poorly was not legal. Right. Like, you couldn't beat your slaves, torture your slaves, or anything like that. However, from what I understand, the the punishment for that was pretty minute. Yeah. True. Basically, it read things like if you injure somebody else's slave or your own slave, then you have to take care of that slave until he becomes well, he or she becomes well. Okay. Um, and that you're subject to a fine. Okay. And... uh. If you injure a slave and then he or she can't return back to work, to working as a slave, then you're liable to have to pay 
the original amount that person paid for that slave. So basically, you got fined for okay. fucking up a slave. It's messed up, but that was a law at the time. I don't write the laws, people, and I don't own slaves. All right, where am I? Um, okay. It's also important to note that throughout history, there have been slaves in almost every culture around the world. <clears throat> and to this day, some people still sell themselves into, uh, in some countries in, uh, in order to pay off their debts that, that are owed. This was not only those who were black, but white people as well. If you don't believe me, research Irish slaves in America or Chinese slaves. Oh, yeah. I personally don't condone slavery, so get that through your head right now. Before you start saying, he's a racist. Yeah, kiss my ass. I'm not a racist. Fuck right off. Oh, he has a black friend. I have more than one black friend, unlike you. And, and I want to point out, I married a Mexican. I married a Korean. That's different. They're pretty close to being white. No, I won't tell you what they're called. They're called the Rice Burner Expresses? What? No. That's Panda Express. People make fun of them because their skin, their skin color is more yellowish. Yeah, they're jaundice. No. They did think my son was jaundice when he was little, and then somebody said, no, he's Asian. No, he's but Korean. But then when he's my fine. nephew was born, my nephew Billy, the Down syndrome boy, oh, yeah. he was born... Um, my sister was actually married to a Korean man at the time, but Billy wasn't his. And they said something about, well, you know, because my mom said something about his eyes, you know, because of the almond-shaped eyes. And they go, well, he's part Korean, isn't he? And my mom goes, no. He, her, her husband's not the father. And they're like, oh. So then they tested him, had him dying dose of Down syndrome. And then they looked over and said, oh, she's a whore. Okay. We understand now. Oh, yeah. She was a whore. Oh, my God. That's fucked up. Making a joke. No, I wasn't. <laughs> God. Marie Delphine. You happy with that now? Yes. I said Delphine, okay. LaLaurie was born around 1775 in New Orleans, Louisiana. She was one of five children born to Barth... I have a problem with this fucking name, and I've practiced it a million times. Barthelme Lewis McCarty and Marie Jean Lovable. Delphine's mother was also known as the Widow La Camote. Okay. Whatever it was. Because her first husband had died and she remarried, uh, she remarried uh, you know, into the McCarty family. Okay. Before, before Delphine was born, her father moved them from Ireland to Nolens. The McCarty family was well known in Nolens and were well positioned in the Creole high society. As they were, they were well known, right? Okay, and, that, and we're talking—we're not talking black Creole, by the way. We're talking white Creole, right? No, like French Creole, right? Yeah. A, a lot of people sit there and they—they—they they, they think, well, wait a minute, you're talking Creole, you're talking old Louisiana, and you're talking like the black people. No, this is white Creole. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. And well, and I know that myself because I watch swamp people. <laughs> and Troy Landry, my hero, is Fucking white Creole. He's retarded is what he is. Don't say that ever again. Dude he... it. Dude it. <laughs> no, he says chewed it. Chewed it. Yeah. You know what that, that he, and like no, he like literally has such a thick Creole accent. 
But I mean, but he knows how to speak French and now, everything. Now I'm going to have so. this big Creole hillbilly swamp person guy come and wrestle me because he wrestles gators. He does he wrestle gators. He's the captain of his own boats. <laughs> He's a rear admiral. <laughs> Needless to say, you okay with that? He almost choked. Needless to say, Delphine was born into a very well-off family. Not a money problem, right? By 1800, Delphine married her first husband. His name was Don Ramon de Lopez and Julio. I hope I got that right. Okay. Me. Oh, wait till, you, wait till I get the, the daughter's name. Because, goddamn, I had to work Shoot, on it. I had some fucked up daughter's names. Oh, you just wait. Oh, yeah. He was a high-ranking Spanish officer, and they were married at St. Louis uh, Cathedral in Nolens. So we know where they're married, right? By 1804, Don Ramon was promoted to Council General, which is even a higher rank than what he had. Yeah. Also in 1804, Don Ramon and Delphine took a trip to Spain. Now, there's a few different explanations for the trip. Some say that it was simply a vacation. And some say that Don Ramon was being punished. Yeah, I found both. So I'm sitting there shaking my head. Well, fucking get your story straight. What they all seem to agree on is that Delphine met the Queen of Spain. And she was very impressed by Delphine's, Delphine's beauty. She's a very beautiful woman. Okay. Whatever the reason, Don Ramon died in Havana on their way to Madrid. Oh, her husband. Her husband, yep. Gotcha. Define gave birth to uh, her da- their daughter on the voyage. They named her, and I actually put, take a deep breath, because I had to remind myself. Marie Borga Define Lopez y Anguela de la Can- Candelaria. And they nicknamed her Borquita. Was she a little fatty? I have no, not porquito, not, not porquito, like, you know. No, but porquita is a female. This is a B. Oh. Porquita with a B. Okay. Ba, 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 I didn't ba. see you hear, hear you say B. Because actually in the Korean language, the B is pronounced with a P. P. Well, but, these aren't Koreans. I know, but I'm just saying. These are fucking Irish people, Creole-ish, fucking Spanish. And that's a long fucking name. That is really a bizarre combination. Irish, Spanish, and Creole. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a whole grab bag of fucked up Darwinism-ish. Yeah, that's a whole grab bag of fucked up right there. <laughs> In June of 1808, Delphi married uh, John... Blank, B L A Q U E. So I think it's be blank. That's black. Is it? Yeah. No, it's there's an A in there. B L A N Q U E. Oh, N. I didn't hear the N. Yeah. Okay. So he was a banker, a merchant, a lawyer, and a legislator. At the time of their marriage, Jean purchased a house at 409 Royal Street, Nolens, for the family, which became later became known as Villa Blanc. Okay. Delphine had four more children by him and named them. Get these names here because, you know me, I'm big on fucking names. A little nap, man. Marie Louise Pauline, Louise Marie Loray, Marie Louise Janine, and Janine Pierre Pauline Blanc. They all sound the same. 
have no idea. Yeah, they do all sound the same, don't they? Don't they all have Janine in them? Yeah. Oh, no, they all, they all have, like, Marie and... Uh, yeah. And, uh, and shit, yeah. And a couple of them, like, Louise is a repeater in there a lot. Two of them have the Janine. It's like, damn, you might as well all named them all Samantha. Just or one, Edwin two, two. and Edward. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Jean died in 1816. Define... Married her third husband, Leonard Louise Nichols Lalaurie, who was much younger than what she was, but he was a doctor. They got married on June 25th of 1825. Okay. In 1831, she bought the property at 1140 Royal Street. So okay. right up the road from where the main house was, where she was living, right? Right. And she managed it in her own name. With very little involvement from her husband. Wow. And by 1932, she had built a three-story mansion there, complete. Which is still there, by the way. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's, it was complete with attached slave quarters, which was on the third floor. That top floor was slave quarters. She lived there with her husband and her two daughters, and two of her daughters, and they maintained a central position in the social circles, circles of Nolens. Mm-hmm. Delphine was known to throw grand parties in her home, and everyone who was anyone would attend her grand affairs. Right. Because you wanted to be seen at these parties. Right. It was said that Delphine was a lovely lady in public. She often said hello to the black slaves in public, as well as asked, you know, hey, how's your health doing? You doing okay? Checked on them, things like that. She was delightful to talk to. That is, in public. The story that lay behind the scenes, however, was much darker. Delphine was prone to outbursts over even the smallest mistakes. She beat her slaves and even tortured them over the smallest, wow. smallest thing. There was a law against beating and damaging slaves at the time. The law went like this. Basically, if you hurt a slave, then you could get a fine, maybe. And that, once again, is, is Le Code Noir. Yeah. Define had, had been reported to the police for beating and abusing her slaves, but when she was investigated, the police found no proof. Go figure, right? Yeah. That was because they were all tucked away in her torture chamber, located on the top floor of her house. All okay. safe and sound. I can see that. Oh, yeah. So there's one story um, of a young slave girl who was brushing out her hair. And the young slave girl had actually hit a snag, and it pulled Delphine, Delphine's hair. Delphine flew into a freaking rage and chased the girl through the house. And the girl jumped out of the win a window to escape a beating that Delphine was sure to give her. So she would rather jump out the window. Uh-huh. Even with... Did I put... Oh, anywho, uh, the, the young girl actually fell to her death. She died. Oh, yeah, I And it was a question if she was actually thrown or pushed out of the window. Wow. Mm-hmm. Even with all the reports of her cruelty, no one had any real proof that she was torturing anybody. No one knew the evil that lurked in her home. 
Yeah. In 1934, there was a fire that started in the kitchen of the Lullery Mansion. As the flames erupted and people tried to put out the fire, Delphine was steadfast on not allowing anybody to open the third floor door. Oh, wow. Where her, where her slave quarters was open in order wow. to free her slaves and keep them from dying. Wow. So and she was, left her slaves up there to die in oh, the yeah. fire. And there was a good reason for this. Because when the authorities finally broke down the door, mm-hmm. what they found was not only horrifying, but would disgust even the strongest of people with the strongest stomachs. There on the third floor was something akin to a medieval torture chamber. There were human experiments that were done on her slaves. Atrocities such as a man who was left with a hole drilled in his head and left there, chained to a wall, to die a slow death. That's so great. Oh. Others who had had their intestines pulled out and wrapped around their bodies. She was worse than Mangale and Ishii together. Oh, we're going to get to some cool shit here. Okay. Some with their eyes sewn open and others with their mouth sewn shut. Some had infective wounds that were crawling with maggots. And in the kitchen, they found a 70-year-old black woman chained to a stove. Wow. And I had read at some, uh, uh, some of these that they suspect that the 70-year-old woman actually sat the fire, because that's where the fire began, was in the kitchen. Oh, maybe Trying to she end did. her own life, because it, it was just so torturous. Well, maybe she did. There was also people that were found there that with spike collars, so they couldn't turn their heads without piercing yeah, I've themselves. Yeah, heard that. And ones that where they couldn't move their heads because the spikes were inside the collar. Mm. A lot of torture going on. Wow. So, why did Madame Lullerie do this to her slaves? Well, this is where it gets a bit complex and convoluted as well. Because she wanted to? Some say it was because her parents were killed by slaves, but that simply isn't true. Okay. Another reason is that her uncle was killed by a slave during the uprising of 1771, but that was four years before Delphine was even born. Yeah, so it wouldn't have affected her. Correct. One possible reason is due to the aggression of the Haitian slaves between uh, 1791 and 1804, as this was a time when there was starting to become harmony between slaves and their owners. I was just saying, what, this, and this was prior to Abraham Lincoln, too. So. Correct. Yeah. This, but this uprising would see over 100 slaves decapitated and their heads placed on poles, stretching as far as 40 miles from the central part, from the central part of Nolens all the way out. That's some, like, Vlad the Impaler shit. Yeah. This would cause a true hatred of slaves by the other owners. So I can see why that, because of the uprising, right? It could have been that Madame Lurie was, l- l- the, the madam was simply a bigot. Or fucking sadistic. Or both. This gnat is going to bug the fuck out of me. I can't figure out where the hell they're coming from. Maybe you need to replace your little flytrap. Yeah, maybe. With a Venus flytrap. I do not think that she acted alone, however. I no. mean, how do you keep the secret away from your family? Right. 
It is speculated that her husband, Louis Lolori, experimented on the, sla- uh, on the slaves in an attempt to create a more docile slave. I can only say that there must have been a lot of evil and hate in that house for all of that to happen, no matter who actually did it. Yeah. No one knows what actually happened to Define LaLaurie at all. Some say that she fled to Paris, where she lived out the rest of her days and died. Others say that she came back from Paris to once again torture others, but under a new name. Either way, she never had to be held accountable for her actions and for her cruelty. In the late 1930s, a plaque was found at the St. Louis Cemetery in Nolens. It was printed in French and read, Madame Lalaurie died in Paris on December 7th, 1842. Although that is what the plaque said, there are some records that say that she died actually in 1849. But to this day, her body's never I was going to say nobody found. knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody's ever found her body. Nothing like that. So it's kind of, it's up in the air. Kind whether of she's even dead. No, I'm kidding. No. That, <laughs> if she isn't, then fucking God bless her. But she ain't doing a whole lot. But sitting yeah, there shitting in that's diapers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> She'd be like no, fucking eight million yeah, years old. Yeah, because I, well, and I had heard, and some of this could just be folklore, that she had also been abusing her daughters. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I, I read that too, and I thought that I put that in there. Yeah. Because it's in my notes. It actually took paper notes this time wow um but yeah that she was known for beating her daughters yeah and inside her home so here's a woman that she's out in public and if you met her out in public or even at one of her grand gallery events you're wow this is an amazing woman look at her she freed two of her slaves yeah and she was held in high regard in society she had high society oh yeah, yeah she's nice to everybody she's even nice to our slaves yeah what a one and those these wonderful events and treats everybody just so grand but as soon as everybody leaves behind yeah. those closed doors it's time for fun for it's time her for torture for her yeah, see, and I'd also, this is the thing, is a lot of her stuff out there is folklore, too. Correct. And it was hard to kind of sift through all yeah, that. Yeah. To try to separate I the had bullshit. All, I had it. also heard, and like I said, this was probably folklore, that she had done what people accused um, Elizabeth Bathory of doing, is like using blood, the slave's blood right. on her face. Right, right. That, you know? But that plays into a lot of people that were living in Louisiana yeah. at the time. Well, and not just in, like, France and, you right. know, the... You get a yeah, lot of them, hey, European countries. this person or that person bathed in fucking virgin blood or young women's blood to stay young forever. Yeah. And witchcraft and all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I really didn't believe a whole lot of that, but... I can believe that her husband... Experimented on slaves. I can believe that she was abusive towards her children. Right. I can believe that she probably may have tortured slaves and her husband experimented trying to make a more submissive slave. Because you're talking, this is during the time of an uprising. Yeah. The Haitian slaves, which, you know, very black people, the Haitians yeah. are, they're on the uprising. And they they're, practice voodoo. And they're, and that, it actually said that he, uh, that one of the rumors was he was working on this docile project with a hoodoo priest. Oh. Yeah, with a Haitian voodoo priest. Wow. But um, oh, hoodoo, not voodoo, which I've heard is even worse than voodoo. I've voodoo, heard it's even voodoo. more um, 
violent. Maybe it was hoodoo. I can't remember, but I read something about that. Anyway, um, and I can see him doing that because it's the uprising. You don't need your slaves up in starting a revolt. Rising up. You need a more docile slave. Yeah. And so they're, you know, they're drilling holes in the head. Doing just some... That's like lobotomy shit. Medieval shit. Yeah. That's just nasty. Nasty. Oh, and I'm sure he's probably one of the ones that had maggots crawling around on him. Oh, yeah. No, the one who they pulled... Yeah. Yeah. They pulled... They they drilled a hole in his head and left a spoon sticking out of it. Just... Yeah. Torturous shit. No. Nasty. Nasty. Yeah. So you, you never know whose party you're going to. Yeah. You never know what's on somebody's third floor. No, or even in their basement. Sometimes it's a basement. A lot of times it's a fucking basement, or man. Or even sometimes in the shed out back. In the workshop out back. That is true. Actually, every time you mention something in the basement, even when they don't find anything, I'm expecting you always to say, and that's where they found a pile of dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. No. It's always the fucking basement. Yeah. So as always, my episode's short. It's okay. Because we're short on time anyway. Okay. So it works. But no, that one was like, mm-hmm. and I actually had her slated for you because I know you love that shit. I do. Yeah, I'm. I knew you would like revel in that shit. Yeah, that's just. It was fucking sick reading about her. Yeah, but, good but thing you about kind her, of enjoyed it, huh? I did. Well, the good thing about her is you can get all the information out in like under a half hour. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of like that. Yeah, because like I said, a lot of it is folklore. And I actually, when I went to New Orleans a few years ago, I actually visited that cemetery. My son and I did because he is infatuated with Marie Laveau. Oh, yeah. You know, which I mean, because he saw Coven. And so we went to the Coven house, took pictures outside of there. And then we went to the cemetery because he wanted to see Marie Laveau's grave, tomb. Fair enough, yeah. And so we went there, and I saw the plaque for La Lurie, and I'm like, what the hell? She didn't die here. No. And somebody goes, no, but she lived here, and there's a history with her here. A long history. Yeah, so that's why dark, she's, sinister quote, history. you know, memorialized there. So, yeah. I don't think they should have memorialized her. I mean, and, I don't and think here's they why. should have either. Let's say that we exonerate her from torturing slaves. We find out, proof positive, she never tortured a slave. You condoned it to happen on one level or another. Even yeah. if it was your husband, you fucking condoned it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, there, there was that too. And, you know, but then people also say, why honor freaking Marie Laveau? She was a voodoo princess, all this shit. Was supposed to like totally worship Papa Legba and made a pact with him, but come to find out this when they said Marie Laveau lived forever, her daughters looked identical to her. Because Marie will live forever. Yeah, <laughs> and didn't isn't there a song about her? There is uh, by Bobby Bear. Yeah. Anyways, but her daughters looked identical to her. So after she passed away, they took up the voodoo, you know, (laughs) priestess role that she had. And when they saw them around town, people thought they were seeing her. Told you. Yeah. Marie would have lived forever. Yeah. So, 
But yeah, there's a history about her too. And it's just really, I mean, you find a lot of voodoo shit in the gift shops down there. A oh, lot of voodoo that's shit. The main and sage thing. to like get rid of evil spirits. We well, have to understand the, the area. You're talking about a place that, oh, had, yeah. uh, that, that was populated with mostly Haitian slaves. Right. A lot of people from Haiti, where and Voodoo the comes French from. Creole people, yeah. yeah. Then you have French Creole coming in there, so you got those two mixing. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of really disturbing interpretations of religion. Oh, very much so. But I'll tell you what, their food is fucking amazing. Oh no! See, you're you're a tourist to Louisiana. Let me tell you what you want. You don't want to go to that nice restaurant. This is. I don't want to go to Dini's. Here's what you want to do. You want to look on around, right? Want to look on around? You want to find that little hole in the rest? Uh, That's what we went there. We went to one of those that somebody actually from Louisiana recommended. And you look around. It looks like somebody's house. Yeah, That's what it's going to look like? It's going to look like somebody's house, okay? And you're going to go inside. And it's going to inside's going to look like somebody's house. You're going to sit on down, mm-hmm. and you're going to look at him. And you go, you know what I want? I want a big old bucket of crawfish. And they're going to bring you that big old bucket of crawfish. And they're going to bring you a big old slice of cornbread, and it'll be the best shit you've ever eaten in your fucking life for a tenth of what you're going to spend at the tourist traps. See, because we we found this little hole in the wall place because we asked actually a New Orleans native. We said the guy who did our pedaling, he did our bike pedal. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. I said to him, I said, where can we get some good gumbo? Because we wanted gumbo. And he goes, you know, you're not going to see this on the internet, but you need to go to this one place. And we went there, and it was a little tiny place that had mm-hmm. seating downstairs and some upstairs. And it was so small that I didn't even think we'd be able to walk through the aisles to oh, get yeah. to our table. And it was some of the best gumbo we ever had. And if you want that hot, hot, and you look at that old girl who's going to serve your, your food, and you go, you give that to me hot, hot. Oh, It'll change your life. It'll change your fucking life. That's that's funny because I can't eat spicy foods anymore. Ooh, I love me some spicy gumbo. Woo! See, and I love gumbo, period, even before I went down there. But yeah. I love gumbo. Nice and spicy. But it's got to have just the right mixture of some andouille in it. Yeah. Got to have a little bit of crab in there. A little bit of, a little, little bit of shrimp. Got to have shrimp. Got to have shrimp. Got to have shrimp. Can't have no gumbo without no goddamn shrimp. Yeah, no. It got to have a good sauce to it. Yeah. And some hominy. A little bit of hominy in there works really good. Yeah. See, I'm not a big fan of hominy, but I love my gumbo and the okra. We got to have, duh. Well, some people make it without okra, and I'm like, that is not gumbo. That ain't gumbo. gumbo. That ain't no gumbo. You Mm -hmm. might as well go get a can of Campbell's soup if you're going to do that. Fucking Campbell's. Fucking cream of mushroom. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love their food down there. All right. So that's all I have for this one right here, surprisingly. Do you have anything? No, I think Bueller? I said what I said. Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> Bueller? All right, remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Click on that Amazon link because it helps show. Nothing costs you a thing extra. It's just a nice thing to do. Uh, let's see. Check out our Patreon page if you choose to support the show that way. It helps us, helps us out quite a bit. Um. Look for us on where, wherever you get your blogs from. Just put at Brutal Nation. We'll probably pop up, uh, especially on Medium and Crime Beat on Medium. That's the two that we actually use. This show's copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. You say bye? Bye.
Bye, everybody. Fuck with your phone. No, I was gonna take a picture of your phone. No.